Hello, this is your co-host Michael. You're listening to Monday Movie Munchie Madness, and I'm here to remind you that this podcast contains spoilers. This week's movie is Dunkirk. So if you haven't seen Dunkirk, and you should, listen to one of our other casts. Movie Monday Madness. I'm Nick Owen, and here with me, he just sailed in, Michael Brown. Hello. I'm doing great. And we have a uh, special guest, first time, double timers, first time, two timer, Alex Cougar. It's the first, second time returning. I feel honored to be the first time, two timer. Welcome back. Thank you. Thanks for having me back. Not too much fun the first time. Have to do it again. Absolutely. Uh, we'll get right down to it. What did you predict for this movie? I predicted an eight point five, which is kind of low actually, because I love Christopher Nolan, but I just didn't want to get my hopes up. You gotta manage expectations. Yeah, I can't get my hopes up on this movie because I really, really wanted it to be good. I love war movies. I love Christopher, Christopher Nolan. So the combination of the two just got me really hyped. But yeah, should I tell you my new score or? Sure. I'm ready to hear it. Yeah, I, think really ready. Ready. I think the people are ready to hear it. I think I'm gonna give it a 9.5. 9.5. But whoa, Nick almost just choked on his water. Yeah. He almost had a spit. <laughs> that's a big score. That's no, a no, really no. That's a, it's a very. That's a good score. It really is. Yeah. That movie was good. That movie was fantastic. <laughs> what did you like about it? What did I like about it? Yeah, why, why the big jump? I mean, what, let's just say this. 10 out of 10 is a perfect movie. Yeah. That's like the Citizen Kane of movies. <laughs> <laughs> so, why a 9.5? Because, like, the type of movie he made was so hard to make, and he did it so good. Because he did it like. Explain three. what that means. What do you mean so by that? So, what I mean by that is he did a three part three part movie the, the, the air, land, and sea. So, you're talking about the three different storylines. We have yeah. the storylines of the guys waiting on the beach or on the pier. Yeah. Right? And on the beach waiting to be rescued. Correct. We've got the guys in the boats who are trying to be rescued. And in the beginning of the movie, they label all three of these. Um, ah, that would be the part I missed. Yeah. I was a little late. So I think you made it for two and three. Yeah. Actually, I uh, walked in as three was playing, but I didn't know That's right, because... Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, I didn't see two, because it was... Right. You ran out to give you your ticket. Right. Um, but I got the gist of it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Were there, like, less trailers or something? I thought... I There's only two trailers. I was what? so surprised. Yeah, that's kind of weird. I've never heard of that. Usually, so I... like, in time, we've talked about this... Forever, there's 21 minutes of trailers before an AMC right? movie. Yeah, I was banking on that. I got there 15 minutes. I was like, oh, I'm gonna see like one trailer, maybe two. Yeah, they showed uh, Justice League and something else. How did Justice League look? Uh, not great. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Oh boy. Well, we'll probably be reviewing it anyway. But anyway, so back to it. So they, the third is air. They've met in the planes. Yeah. And uh, the the dogfighting scenes were incredible. Whoa! Yeah. 
Yeah. I read that Christopher Nolan actually, like, flew in one of those planes to get, like, a good perspective on how to film it, like, what it would look like. Sure. What was the plane called? Uh, Spitfires? Was yeah. That? Is that what it was? I think so. so. Keep thinking Sidewinder, but I know uh, it's not. Spitfire with the Merlin Rolls-Royce engines. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Rolls-Royce. Yeah, you hear that sound? Um, and he also took a boat, like, from England to Dun- to Dunkirk to see, like, how how it was. And it took, like, 19 hours because of, like, because oh, of the ocean conditions. Wow, that's pretty far. Yeah, this guy did work. Um, so all three of these these stories weren't on the same timeline, the whole movie, correct? No, they weren't. Um, they weren't. So we see the... Which one first? We see the, the view from the boat first. They kind of... They chop it up a little bit. Yeah. So you see it from a few... So you get to see the whole story happen from a few different angles and not all at the same time, which is kind of cool. Yeah, well, for example, you see um, the plane go down... Right. But then it's not till much later in the movie when the guy, the plane that goes down, is rescued. Yeah. So we see that. So we see the plane go down. And what was that character's name? Um, I don't know. A lot. A lot of these characters didn't have names. I, you know, the one of the more recognizable guys in the boat. He was. He was what shivering. The yeah, soldier? shivering soldier. That's really weird. Yeah, yeah. but I don't. So yeah, one. The, one of the pilots, like you said, he goes down, um, one of the Mustang pilots. And the Mustang, uh, for our listeners who maybe haven't seen the movie... Collins. is like a small fighter plane. The guy flying with Tom Hardy? Collins. Collins. Yeah. So Collins is flying a this small fighter plane, and they're out there to protect these ships from these bombers and these other fighter planes. So it's like a lightweight, really fast airplane yeah. that's got machine guns on it. And that's what Tom Hardy and, and Collins are flying... Those aren't the Spitfires? What did I say? Mustangs? No, the Mustangs were the Americans. Uh, the Spit, yes, the Spitfires, I'm sorry. The Spitfires, the small, fast fighter planes. Yeah, those scenes were cool, too. Those and then the Germans were flying bombers. Those yeah. big bombers, and they also had their, their little fighter planes that were following the bombers. Yeah, those bombers were... Those bombers were crazy. Yeah. Just the sound was so powerful. Mm-hmm. And then the constant Hans Zimmer, like... Yeah. Spooky violins the entire time. That the, the Hans Zimmer just tells the story like by himself, you know, like yeah. just how the music works throughout the whole movie. It's yeah. just, it works perfect with Christopher Nolan movies every time. Definitely, these two are made for each other. Did he do There Will Be Blood? Hans Zimmer, I don't know. I don't think he did, but it just sounded. I kept thinking of There Will Be Blood. Some of those scenes, just maybe like the violins. Yeah. Really dramatic violence. Like, it's like, oh shit, something's about to go down. How about the uh, the ticking? So there's that constant ticking, and it's in the trailer. Yeah. Um, but there's, like, the ticking in the music. Yeah. And then towards the end of the movie, it just stops when they finally get home. And, yeah. Uh, so, do you think the ticking was Tom Hardy's watch? I read, the movie, actually. The movie starts and stops with Tom Hardy, and he's always looking at his watch to gauge his, his gas levels, because his gas level gas yeah. broken well I noticed I noticed what this, the ticking stopped once that train rolled in and then they kind of realized that uh, they were heroes they were finally oh, safe okay. yeah they are finally safe and they were like finally heroes and like people weren't disappointed in them 
Yeah, because the people were going to be disappointed in them because they were essentially running away. Yeah. From the battle on land and being rescued and taken back yeah, to England. Yeah, there was an evacuation. Yeah. Know? Yeah, so it seems sort of cowardly, but it wasn't. I mean, it was a strategic maneuver. They said that Churchill wanted... There were 400,000 men on the beach, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, English, I think there was like 300,000 English and 100,000 French soldiers on the beach. And Churchill said he wanted 30,000 of them to make it back to England alive. Because that's how many he needed for the next, like... Yeah, which isn't that many. No, it's less than 10%. That's ridiculous. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. Um, but they get, they rescued... I don't know, he said 300,000 at the end of the movie. Yeah, he did. Were rescued. And then they hadn't even started on the French yet. Which makes it sound like all of the guys were rescued, but that wasn't the case, because we saw a bunch dying. Yeah, but they make a point that, like, the French weren't allowed on the, the ships at the beginning of the movie. Right. Um... So I wonder if they're all just still on the beach. I guess. I mean, all just all the French guys. Well, then the admiral at the end, he 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 was like. He's like, I'm staying. I'm staying for the French. Yeah, exactly. So I guess that whole time they didn't let any French on the boats, except for that one guy who who snuck on the the little the yeah. little sea boat, and they called him Frog. Yeah. Did that guy make it? Good question. Because he wasn't. I, I mean, don't think he did. Because he wasn't with. Uh, Harry Styles and yeah, didn't I think he wait, which guy? The guy who doesn't talk, wait, yeah, French guy. Yeah, dude, the Harry Styles like practically killed that guy because he could have saved him getting out of the boat. And he, I didn't that understand was the guy what he was like said. at the end, right? He I was like, yeah, he, he drowned he like, in the boat. They were hiding him for a while, waiting right. for the tide to come in. He drowned in that boat. Dude, there's there's a lot of this where uh, uh, I couldn't understand what they were saying. Like, yeah, and that I, was one point where yeah. like they're splashing around on the bottom of that boat. And he says something to him. I thought he was, like, trying to save him. Yeah. But uh, he didn't, like, he doesn't show up again after that. And it was, like, kind of, like, top... It related to the scene earlier where they were on the boat and the guy was, like, scoping out. Like, they got on the boat and they were all eating and he was just, like, on the outside making sure everything was okay. Yeah. And he saved them. He opened up the door and saved them. So in the same situation when it was Harry Styles... Turned to save him, he was like a coward. But doesn't he save, save himself. him? He doesn't he save him also um, from getting like crushed from the boat in the dock? Yeah, he pulls earlier him, in the movie he pulls him away. Yeah, yeah. So he saved him a couple of times. Yeah, then, geez, I forgot about that. Yeah, too. yeah. But then when it comes from Harry Styles to uh, save that guy, yeah, he didn't make it. And at the end, like you were talking about, how they felt like heroes. Yeah, I think Harry Styles felt like a hero, but the other guy, the main guy. They even, like, end the movie, and then all of a sudden they cut back to that guy, and he kind of just, like, rolls his eyes. Because he read that article, it was, like, kind of corny to him. Like, yeah. He, they're, and he even said, after I read about this, the Battle of Dunkirk, and they used the, the spirit of Dunkirk as, like, motivation and a story to, like, motivate the English people, like, to show how they persevered and use, like, civilians and... Like one that like, like saved so many people. Together and yeah, then, yeah. So they used that story, and it was like that soldier like read it and was just kind of like, yeah, you don't even get it. Well, like they that seventeen year old. Did you see that little headline in the paper about the seventeen year old? Like yeah. local seventeen year old is a hero at Dunkirk. Hero at Dunkirk. At but he 17. didn't do anything. He did nothing. He got all... killed before they even got to the battle. Yeah. yeah. It was all just because he said he wanted to be a hero, like maybe make the paper one day. But I think yeah. that was like the, to your point to the, like the propaganda. Yeah. That they they were using this as like propaganda exactly. to help you know boost the war effort. Yeah. How did 
Was that just like his school, his friend from school or something? Like, how I, don't know, I think it was just like a local kid. Yeah, it might have been a friend, but he didn't. Yeah, they clearly knew each other. Yeah. He just kind of like hopped on the boat though. Yeah. He was like hanging out at the dock. I think he said like he'd never done anything that he could be proud of. It sounded like he said yeah. he'd never done anything cool, but I wasn't sure there. Well, I think he just he's never done that. anything in general. Yeah, he sort of had a heavy accent, sort of. Oh yeah, a lot of these guys. A lot of thick English accents. I couldn't understand anything Tom Hardy was saying. No, well, that's classic. Harvard. Classic Tom <laughs> yeah. Hardy. This was really the perfect. That's honestly Tom what, Hardy role. Yeah, yeah, that's honestly what like my number. I've noticed this in a lot of Christopher Nolan movies, and I don't know if it's just because it's like English, or he wants to do this on purpose. Yeah. Because it does make me go back and watch the movie. Like, want to like go back and watch the movie and hear what everything's saying. Like, I've watched. I don't remember which one it was, but I watched it with like closed captioning because there was a couple lines where I just like, <laughs> could not pick up. But yeah, that was this was one of those. That was like the one complaint I had about the movie. Really, you just couldn't understand it. There were a couple like key lines, like in the yeah, boat sure. when they were hiding from the Germans and waiting for the tide to come in. Yeah, I didn't understand like half of that conversation. They were all like yelling at each other and. I felt like that was a good scene if I knew what they were talking about. It still was good. Very I mean, you exciting. still get the idea. The, whole, the scene was they were hiding this boat. Yeah. The Germans were plinking it for target practice. Yeah. Because it would just looked like a, a short boat. That's the thing. I didn't miss anything, really. But no, I'd no, like I to so. know what the dialogue was. Well, sure. But. Great excuse to go back and rewatch it. Yeah, and plus, like, the whole timeline thing. I think in a lot of Christopher Nolan movies, you can go back and find things you didn't catch the first couple times like I swear yeah, the sure. shivering soldier which I still we gotta look up his name he's in all the he's the scarecrow in all the Batman yeah he's in Inception and exactly um, I swear the sh- was that the shivering soldier talking to those guys when they had to jump out of the ship that was hit by the torpedo he was like sorry this boat is too full right now like you guys have to just like swim to the beach like the water the water is not too bad it's warm uh uh, or did it just kind of look like that guy? I don't know. I got confused by that part. But, um... What's his name? The actor? Yeah. yeah. His name? He's know. really shivering... Oh, yeah, shivering soldier. Cillian Murphy? Yeah. Yeah. C-I-L-L-I-A-N. Okay. He's from Ireland. Was the rest of One Direction in this movie? Was one of those guys from One Direction? <laughs> yeah, Harry Styles. Apparently, Michael Caine was radio communication. Oh, yeah. I, I was wondering. I Michael thought Caine that sounded like Michael movie. Caine. <laughs> I seriously thought. Yeah, yeah. It, it turns out he was. That's and then he had another. He had John Nolan, who's Christopher Nolan's uncle, and he was just the blind man handing out the blankets at the end. And he's a pretty big actor, and he was just like in it for like. Two seconds, pretty much. But that was like a good. He scene. had a big line though. Yeah. He, his line was basically changed the way the soldiers felt about. And it was like happened. the whole practically point of the movie where it was like. Right. The aspect of like you know oh you're a good soldier because you killed all these people and you saved all these people but like in that time being a good soldier was just surviving. Yeah. And like having men. Yeah. And they were out. They were outnumbered in that battle like 800,000 to 400,000 I think they were just sitting ducks yeah they just had bombers they were just lined yeah. up on the beach and there were just bombers and planes flying over just shooting at them and dropping bombs on them they, they had no recourse yeah I mean, but they, they talked about that at one point 
the shivering soldier was on the boat, and he's like, you don't even have any guns. Yeah. And then the, the, what are the, what was the captain of the boat's name? Oh, uh, we got to talk about him, uh, too. Mark Rylance. Yeah, so yeah, Mr. Dawson. Yeah, yeah. Mark Rylance, though. He, so he goes, well, you had, a, you had a gun, and what good did that do you against torpedoes and bombs being dropped from airplanes? Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, exactly. What, what do you need a gun for? You need the boat. The boat yeah. was the most important part. I don't think I saw a single shot fired by a good guy in this movie. Other than uh, Tom Hardy in the plane. Well, besides yeah. from the planes. But yeah, those were... Yeah, yeah but like none of the soldiers yeah. shoot their weapons. No, there's really no like hand-to-hand no hand combat. No. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, Mark Rylance is awesome. The only other movie I saw him in was Bridge of Spies. And then this one, he's yeah, super he, good. And he won that Academy Award for that. Exactly. He's a hell of an actor. Christopher Nolan said like something about like how all the soldiers were so young, so that's why he used a lot of like young, unknown actors to kind of portray that. It was a perfect... I mean, these war... I feel like these war movies... You go back and watch, like, Band of Brothers and, like, everyone in that is, like, like a big star and stuff. But for the most part, a lot of these war movies and series, they do use a lot of unknown actors. Uh, it's not... I mean, like, Saving Private Ryan. Oh, right? yeah, it's I not just think these movies are the most stacked movies. Yeah. Like, yeah. Platoon, there's, like, so many people. And, uh, like you said, uh, Saving Private Ryan is ridiculous. Yeah. The amount of famous people. A lot of war movies have a stacked roster. But still, I, so. yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah, I guess like Black Hawk Down and sure. But do those are those Pearl people Harbor. are those people big? <laughs> well, yeah, Pearl Harbor. Are those people big before the movie, or they do you turn around and watch the movie ten years later and you're like, oh, that guy's a huge star now? There oh, are Saving a lot Private of Ryan. Are you kidding like, me? Well, Saving Private Ryan doesn't really count. There are some people on Saving Private Ryan where like they got big because of that. Movie. Sure, but yeah. like, I would like, every I famous person, every famous <laughs> actor is in Saving Private Ryan. Yeah. That definitely was not what I was thinking of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This movie was just like, it. I really like movies that are just, like, if it's going to be a movie like that, it's got to be constant action. It was No constant. stopping. The, the, the use of three storylines helped that, because, like, anytime this would kind of stop, it would just go to the next one. And Yeah, I just wanted to know what was going to happen to Tom Hardy. Yeah, for so no, long and those, those, kid, those three kids too I was just like oh can we get back to that storyline like what's up with those guys yeah we, which, just... we were thinking I think no matter what storyline was playing you're thinking about one of the other yeah, ones exactly. like, yeah but yeah. what's happening on the other but ones those guys were just getting shot at <laughs> he just left but the one. nice thing is he doesn't leave us guessing at all because he'll play he'll play through the part of that storyline then he'll go back back in time and play the whole that what's happening during the other at the same time during the other storyline yeah sure which is nice so you don't you're never left guessing about you actually get to see the full three angles of this thing and, and it makes for like a really three-dimensional fully immersive movie experience yeah can we talk about the ticking again really? we can talk about whatever, whatever oh, we, we can. want Alex. <laughs> great because the ticking I read that it was actually Christopher Nolan's watch. It's Hans Zimmer recorded his actual hand watch oh, wow. for that ticking. That's interesting. Also, I think it was like a representation of just like ticking, like time's running out, like you're going to die soon. like, And to just like, it went with that soundtrack of like, there's constant drama, like you're constantly feeling like you're going to die, like... It was hard to watch some of those. Oh yeah, especially like drownings. Like exactly. I just had a great experience on some boats, and I don't know if I'm gonna <laughs> go on a boat again. Like we just had a 
a bachelor party. We were on some boats on a lake, you know, drinking, listening to music, having a good time. That was fun, but we still had a couple stressful moments with, like, an anchor. and We certainly weren't at war. Yeah, we definitely weren't at war, but that was like, oh, my God. That was, I can't even imagine being <laughs> on a sinking boat. How about the oil? <clears throat> Oh it's on fire God. and those soldiers are under the water yeah. looking up and you can see that the that the air's on that it's the on water's fire. on fire above yeah. them, but they have to take a breath. Yeah. One of the guys that was, was one of the people in the small boat where they were all arguing and they wanted to like kill the French dude. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. He was the one that was just like drowning and then he just like came up for air but he had and to be he in fire. Screaming. Yeah, yeah, and he was like looking at the other guy and he yeah. was like that was wild. I was trying to think, what if you like splashed water underneath from underneath? Yeah. Could you like make yourself a little hole in the uh, in the fire? I don't think so. Yeah, I think you're pretty fucked. I think you're burned. That was yeah. so or drowned. Burned or drowned, your choice. Yeah, oh, that's awful. Any of those drowning scenes, like just like I mean, so uncomfortable to, to watch. Drowning yeah. is hot, man. Drowning. <laughs> Jeez. Drowning? And it shows you just... No, it's, it's not it's, funny. It's not just drowning. It's like, here's how many different ways people drowned in this yeah. in this battle. Like, in the kitchen, they're, like, eating their toast and jelly on the in the galley on the ship. Yeah. Next second, they, Next they second, can't get you're, out. You're drowned. Yeah. Or you're in the boat, you're getting shot at, you finally make it out to sea, and then it sinks and you drown. That was, like, the most, like, time they had to just, like, kick it. Or you're in the plane. And it was, like, The plane goes minutes. down. You playing? You can't. Your your hood's stuck. You can't open it, and you drown. You drown. <laughs> you drown. There's so many ways to drown. Yeah. Didn't make me want to join the navy. That's for sure. Maybe the air Those force. guys were in the army. Those guys were in the army, huh? Yeah, you're right. Jeez. What was the deal with uh, they couldn't? No one could figure out when the tide was high again. Yeah, I guess because they were in the army. They just yeah. didn't know. Yeah, they just couldn't yeah. figure it out. I feel like the admiral knew, didn't he? The, the Navy in. guy, yeah. Yeah, the Admiral's a Navy guy. Yeah. Yeah, he was the only one who knew kind of what was going on. With the tide. And at one point, the, with the, that Army officer comes up and he's saying something. And he's like, that's why you're you're an Army and I'm Navy. Yeah, yeah, because he's like, oh, I thought that a high tide came every three hours. Yeah. He's like, no, it's every six, every six. hours. Yeah. That's why I'm Navy. You're exactly. But yeah, yeah, I don't know how often high tide comes. Right, because I guess all those army guys were stashed away on that ship. Yeah. And uh, they kept waiting for high yeah, tide. Yeah, and every new guy who would come out of the ship, he'd be like, you know, it's a couple more hours. A couple more hours. <laughs> Scary stuff. Certainly not three hours. Mm-hmm. Those... Tell me you're looking up how often the time high tide comes. <laughs> <laughs> um, those plane scenes, especially in Tom Hardy's plane, because he was just such a good... He was so good at being like a like a fighter pilot. Mm-hmm. Were so cool to me. They were so immersive. You know, they mostly showed the view from inside the cockpit, where you have like the targeting sight, and, and you can see the planes, and you can like feel the maneuvers. And then they show a few shots from like outside on the wing. Or just like yeah, shots like of a, just like shooting right at the plane. Yeah. Those yeah. Those so cool. They remind me of like Star Wars a little bit. You know, where you get the view once in a while from, like, inside the TIE fighter. Oh, yeah. Or, like, inside the Millennium Falcon, where they're, where they're in, like, a dogfight. You know, those, to me, like, those are super exciting. Oh, this yeah. was even better, though. This was even better, yeah. It's, like, real human beings. Like, you know, like, any little thing could blow up this plane. Yeah. And they're just, like, having a chess match. Yeah. And this, you see the skill it takes to do what they're doing. Yeah. I'm not saying it's better than Star Wars, don't you want to say? No, so are you saying those aren't real people? <laughs> Star Wars? Yeah. yeah. Those aren't people, uh, do you? 
I guess some of them aren't. Yeah, I guess it's no, some of them are like alien things. Yeah. Well, technically they're all aliens because none of them are from Earth. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, pretty sure Earth wasn't even in Star Wars. No, Screw they should bring someone from Earth one time. Yeah, they should. Like, hey, <laughs> from Earth. I'm I'm sorry. Sorry. I got here. We can make a whole other movie. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm down to fight some aliens. <laughs> like the people from Earth wouldn't last very long in the Star Wars universe. Nah, we just aren't made of the right stuff. This movie was a lot shorter than I expected. But it was good in a good way. It's uh, oh, sort of a per- perfect length. Hour yeah. 45 minutes, like nonstop action. Is that how long it was? Hour 45 minutes. That's a minutes. good length. Shortest film since <clears throat> following, 90, 1998. Did you wind up watching Following on Netflix? No, I did not. No, did I watched Insomnia. I, didn't see, I still need to see Insomnia, Memento, and Following. Okay. As I watched Insomnia, I realized that I had seen like parts of it before. Yeah. yeah. It I did not see that one. Pacini. I've seen Memento. Pacini. Pacini? Yeah. And, uh... Yeah. Williams. Pacino, Christopher Nolan. I gotta watch that. Yeah, exactly. Not yeah, that's something I can miss. That has to be good. What else? What else? What else? I, I just can't stop thinking about Tom Hardy's What's, fighter jet scenes. Because that's... Ta- not jet, but, like, plane. Yeah. That's what I want. I mean, those that was my favorite storyline of the movie because he's just so badass. Was that a he's, real character too? Like, I guess. Is that like a real story? He stayed up there. There's he stayed up there until his plane ran out of gas, and then he killed another. He took down another plane. Yeah. Yeah. How many planes did he take down? Like five or six. <laughs> Key planes. Like he saved Key like plane. a lot of people. Yeah. He, he well, saved like hundreds a... of thousands of lives, especially that last make bomber. Point. Yeah. He ran out of gas yeah. and then took down a plane. Yeah, he ran out of gas and then landed the and plane. And he was gliding around without an engine. <laughs> landed the plane with broken landing gear. Landed it like hand cranking. Hand cranking to manually crank down that landing Man. gear. And he got captured. And then, well, cause, yeah. so that's what he lands behind enemy lines. Yeah. Instead of scuttling the plane in the ocean or like doing something crazy. He fucking lands the plane on the beach. No cap. Hand cranks down the landing gear, and then he gets out of the plane and then lights it on fire with his yeah. flare gun so that the enemies can't capture the plane. And then he gets captured. And the whole time he's just like standing there like, I'm Tom Hardy, bitch. I'm Tom Hardy, bitch. <laughs> exactly. But like, of course, he, wouldn't, he won't say that. He might like grumble it. Yeah, yeah he, he just won't actually say it, but he'll act it. He'll act it, and that's why he got the, the role. He doesn't act on Tom Hardy, bitch. Yeah. You've seen Lawless. You've seen yeah. Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. He's scary. He's a scary guy. What, what's the Revenant. What's, uh, yeah, yeah. what's the TV show? Have you guys watched his TV show? No. Well, it's like uh He's like a pirate. It's not Legion. Not really. It's like uh, Taboo or something. Taboo, like yeah. I've seen it. I saw the first few episodes. No, it just seems like a movie or a show where I can't understand anyone. Yeah, it's, <laughs> you can't, but it's great. Really? Yeah, yeah. It's just so Tom Hardy. It's awesome. It's just super dark. The whole I feel like it, it feels like it's filmed in black and white, but it's not. But that's just how dark it is, and it's just Tom Hardy just like mumbling and rumbling his way through, like being badass. <laughs> so, so real quick, let's go back to the psychology of like. Him landing in, in enemy lines. Yeah. Okay. Instead so, of like just killing himself. Is yeah. he gonna take out like well, no. everyone in his path? So he at like, one point he's flying over the beach where all the soldiers are, which yeah. is safe, safe territory, 
right? That's Dunkirk. Yeah, within the perimeter. Within the perimeter of Dunkirk, he opens the hood of the of the plane as if he's gonna like jump out and he's got a parachute and stuff. Yeah. And then I don't know if it's if it's because he thought the plane. I was thinking like if the if he just like lets the plane go, maybe it kills some of his own soldiers or something like that. Like yeah. he can't control it, obviously. So he opts to land the plane safely in enemy territory. I that's what I got out of it. I, don't, yeah. I mean, I, what would the motivation be? What were you thinking? No, I just think he's in his mind, and maybe he's thinking he can take like some German troops, some more German German troops out on the way. Like yeah, he got <laughs> captured, but he, he might be badass enough to like take out those three or four guys. Yeah, before he even lands, it's like taking out machine guns. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. Well, he obviously didn't do that. Like yeah. once he got captured. Once he got captured, oh yeah, yeah. sure. He'd go out fighting. He probably uh, thought yeah. he was like already. He's practically almost dead. Like, it's almost amazing he was still alive. What's gonna like, ha- I might as well just like. What's gonna happen? Yeah, take as many people out dead. and till him on the ground. One guy died. But then he's on the ground from the edge of death. Yeah, yeah, he's on the ground. Obviously, he yeah. doesn't have a weapon. All he has no. is a flare gun. Isn't he just gonna like get tortured or killed anyway? I, I mean, potentially he's a prisoner of war. So you know what the Germans did to POWs? It wasn't good. Yeah. Definitely not in a good situation there. Yeah. Was, yeah. yeah. Hmm. But he was close. You know, he was not too far away from his own people. What I was, what I didn't understand, and maybe it's because I came in late, but did they under, did they explain why those soldiers were being evacuated? Because you think four hundred thousand soldiers like turn around and do a little damage, fight a little bit, was my thought. They were outnumbered. They were outnumbered uh, from yeah, the land. Yeah. I mean, okay. That so they, per- they talked about that perimeter like kept shrinking. So okay, so they were basically just trapped. Yeah. So yeah. even though they had all those guys, it was still not enough guys. And they figured that they're so close to home, yeah. Yeah, they just could, get home. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Um, the Germans messed up. They could have really. <laughs> if, they if, it honestly, all soldiers, if it weren't for Tom Hardy, yeah, exactly. All he of was, those soldiers would be dead. He was just knocking them down one by one. Yeah. That. Collins or whatever the other guy's name was. Yeah. The other, he took down one guy. Yeah. He, was, he still seemed pretty badass. T- he was still <laughs> badass for yeah. sure. He, I mean, and once he got on the boat, he saved. He helped save a bunch of other people. Yeah, for sure. But um, Tom Hardy was doing all the work in the air. Good old Tom. Yeah. Made it made me want to get in, in the cockpit of one of those planes and <laughs> yeah. give it a shot. <laughs> Not me. Yeah. Yeah, I actually don't even want to go on a plane or boat for like a month at least. What uh, yeah, the so boats seemed like sitting ducks. <laughs> that didn't sound fun. No, you uh, you predicted a seven out of ten, which I thought was pretty low. Yeah, I was trying to be conservative. Yeah, because I'd heard mixed things before going into the movie. I think but I, people left. But I well, yeah. So for some reason, people aren't liking this movie. I think it's straight up from the sounds. Like it's people got, got annoyed from the ticking. Seven on IMDb. Yeah. It's very, like, if you have, like, heart problems, I wouldn't even recommend this movie. It's so intense. Yeah. I have, see, I'm sitting here. I, I want to give it a... I was going to give it an 8. Sitting in the theater, I think I still might give it an 8. And I think it's because I'm, I have, my scale is panning out to be sort of conservative. Yeah. I was saying it yesterday or in the last podcast, not yesterday, but last week's podcast, that a 7 is a movie I'll go back to and watch again. And eight's a movie like that's gonna be like in my rotation, you know. And yeah. so I think this, from that standpoint, was a solid eight. 
almost like an A plus. Yeah. Like this, yeah. It's it's just another great war film. A great another great World War Two film. Another great Christopher Nolan film. Yeah. And I was I loved it. I had just a really great time. I mean, it was gripping every second of the movie. Every second, yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't. This is not a movie, and it's short enough that you know you don't have to like get up and go to the bathroom or yeah. some lady. He's like came back with popcorn in the last fifteen minutes of the movie. The movie was almost older after she comes up with a full tray of popcorn yeah. and drinks. It was, did feel like it was gonna be one of those movies that was like, all right, there might be like another hour after this. But so I could see where she might have thought that, like, because yeah. I was like kind of surprised, like, oh, wait, the movie's over, like, yeah, yeah, but it wraps up well. Yeah, you're not left hanging at all, but it does. It's not, it's not like an abrupt ending. It's not abrupt, but it is like, well, that wasn't very long. But yeah. you could feel like when the sound, and it's a like, nice change when he's on the yes. train and the sound just like stops. Like you could feel that, like yeah. you could almost feel the relaxation that he felt where. That sound was just like pounding at you yeah. for the past hour and a half, and then finally it's just like, all right, relax. They're home. I love the, I love the part where they roll up the the train stops and he like climbs out the window and there's those little kids on the side and he's like, where are we? And the kid tells him and stuff and he's like, give me give me one of those papers. The kid's like hesitating a little bit because you can tell he's selling the papers. Yeah. <laughs> and he gives him one. But then he's like, oh yeah, I don't care. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, he's probably in this paper. Yeah. Um, so eight. Yeah. Solid eight. Eight. I'm giving it a nine. Nice. Um, sure. Ready to ten. Best horror movie ever. <laughs> um, but I mean, I feel like after a couple more viewings, it could get to that point. Yeah. Exactly. You know. Like, yeah. I feel like uh, the last Christopher Interstellar. I think I maybe gave it nine. After first viewing, I saw the game. I was just like, "Oh yeah, this is incredible," and I've the feeling yeah. it's gonna be the same way with this movie. Yeah, and I and I feel like just because this movie is, it is gonna. I want to say simpler. I could predict it's a simpler storyline than something like Interstellar. Sure. It makes it easier to watch. Yeah. Because we understand everything that going is going on is very human. It's a yeah, lot of yeah. fear and anticipation and anxiety yeah. and you know pain yeah. and stuff. It's like all things that, as a human you can understand easily. Just on face yeah. value. And I think uh, prediction for down the line is I think I'm, this will be one of my favorite war movies. Just keep going up. Yeah. Yeah. It's excellent. Yeah, it really was. Excellent. Go see it. If you haven't seen it, see it. Yeah, you need to see it in theaters too. That's one yeah, of those we, movies. So we saw it in 70 millimeter. I don't know what that means <laughs> yeah. at Seemful. all. It's cool. But um, I think it looked was, good. Yeah. It sounded good. Um, and I think I read somewhere that 70 millimeter either di- IMAX or just digital is uh, the way to go. So okay. 70 millimeter deals with the width of the film. Yeah. Um, I just don't know what does that translate to. It basically, it gives it's wider field of view. For oh, so it's just a wider. You get to see more of the yeah. action. Yeah. Cool. It looked great. Yeah, it really did. Um, IMAX would be a, another one. Yeah. Well, that wasn't an IMAX screen. No, it wasn't. But it wasn't. It wasn't. See, I couldn't find anything that was like seventy millimeter IMAX anywhere around here. We don't have a lot of that going on around here. No. Yeah, it's too bad. We had to go see it at Mercado again. Which, so, if you listen to, <laughs> which one did we see Mercado at? At Mercado. Uh. Is that Apes? No. The one before Apes. Well, anyway, Spider-Man. 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 Yeah. Mercado sucks. And we had to go see it at Mercado again. <laughs> but they got they got the nice screen, I guess. They got a nice screen. When I came out to get you, 
the like I get to hear the movie from like fifty feet away. Really? Yeah, it yeah. was blasting. <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah. The you sounds are that, so cool. Yeah, you need that sound blasting when you watch this movie. That's like the yeah. Even more important than the 70 millimeters, the sound. Yeah, and I'm sure if you broke it down, the sounds were all probably extremely accurate, you know? Like, I'm yeah. sure when he's identifying that Merlin Rolls-Royce engine, like, that probably was the sound oh, from definitely. Him. Because that's just Christopher Nolan, you know? Oh, yeah. He's going he's gonna to make that right. It's accurate. his first movie based off, like, uh, actual history. Real-life events. Real-life events. Man, so you know he was going to really do research. And... Yeah. I mean, based on this... Wait, Dark Knight Rises was not a real no, event? No, <laughs> it was not, believe it or not. Neither was the Prestige. Those were not real magicians. They were not. They were not. Wow. All his mind. That movie kept reminding me of, like, this book, Dead Wake, um, which is about the sinking of the Lusitania. By Eric Larson. By Eric Larson. Yeah, and... Because it's the same sort of deal where this the boat gets torpedoed, and it goes down, and it's like told from a bunch of different perspectives of people on, on the boat, plus the Germans in the U-boat. Yeah. So it's told from all these, you get to see yeah. the whole thing, and then it's like a rescue by a bunch of civilian boats and people brought to land. So it's very like, sort of similar storyline, but obviously World War One instead of World War Two. Yeah. And um, it just made me think like, I would love to see Christopher Nolan make a dead wake. <laughs> or like make the sinking of Lusitania movie or something. I I, yeah. I want to see more movies like this from Christopher Nolan. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I don't think he's gonna come close to making another war movie. Personally, you don't think so? No, I think he's gonna do something. He said this is his most experimental film. He's like, don't tell the the studio this, but this is gonna be my most experimental film. So like, he's still experimenting at this stage. Oh, yeah, awesome. knocked it out of the park. I yeah. Think. Didn't seem very experimental. It seemed like he does this all the time. <laughs> yeah, it did. It did. I know, like, it, like I wish it made me want to go home and watch like the last World War Two Chris Nolan movie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I think you only get one. Yeah, it's just yeah. one. Move on to something else. Yeah. Maybe but I just want to see more better. Christopher Nolan movies in general. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because they're all good. Yeah, they're all good. So, are we talking Oscars for this movie? Or is it summertime? Then I'm gonna do this oh, movie. I mean, what? Dark Knight got a Best Picture nom. Uh, did Heath Ledger get a nom? He won. He posthumously. Oh, he won. Yeah, he's a actor. Okay, so if anyone gets a nomination in this movie, it's Mark Rylance, probably. Probably. Um, I can't see it, but. I'd like to be pleasantly surprised. Yeah. We'll get some, like, sound and... Oh, of course. We'll get some of those. Uh, but I don't think they're getting any major... Director. Potentially? Uh, it would be nice, but yeah, I don't think so. Interesting. Okay. Well, that'll be interesting. I'm looking forward to... We'll definitely be doing an Oscar podcast running up to the... Right beforehand, right? Yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to do that and just talk about... See like see the nominated movies and stuff like that. And, oh, of course. And catch up on anything we haven't seen and do a little prediction. Yeah, get a little vote going. Get Please do that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, As you a should fan, come back. I need to hear that yeah. episode. So. I want to do that episode for sure. But I don't know if if we'll get anything from this movie. Maybe not, but I I mean of the movies we've seen so far up to this point and movies that we've reviewed so far. Um, Probably the best. Baby Driver is also really good. I think I rated that one slightly higher than this. Yeah, I was going to say the cinematography on this was good, but 
Baby Driver might beat it. It's a different kinds of movies. It's kind of like a little apples and oranges comparison, but both both excellent for different reasons. Yeah. Well, I think I think I rated Baby Driver an eight. This at nine. Yeah, I think I rated Baby Driver at eight and a half. So I think that checks out. Eight. I would agree with that. I, I think, think I gave it an 875. <laughs> yeah, he definitely yeah. did. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds right. <laughs> Would I give this 9.5? Yeah, I'm sticking to that. Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to brown this So one. wait. Drop it down after the I'm thinking, conversation. Because you, you joined us for the Baby Driver yeah. podcast, and you joined us for this podcast. Sure. You only going to come join us for really great movies? Is that kind of your deal? Let's go watch a terrible movie and talk. <laughs> Torch it. No, I like it. Because now people will be no, searching, let's searching watch through podcasts. Movie. I like that idea, actually. Okay, <laughs> we'll do that. I'm only, I'm only going to a movie that I rate like below a, a six next. How about that? Really great. So it could be a good movie. I could watch it and be good. But you're right. You made a good point. Yeah, well, the people will be searching through the podcast for like Alex Kukas movies. Yeah. But yeah, it could be also. What, what are the best movies? Right we're just watching. Yeah. We're only watching <laughs> Alex Kukas movies. Alex Kukas movies too. Yeah. What movie am I seeing next? Let's have people out. vote. <laughs> Should I watch a terrible movie next or only a good movie? Uh, get at us at uh, Quad M Pod <laughs> on Twitter. M M M M M M Pod. M M M M. Just press M for a Hit <laughs> or hit us up on Facebook MMMMPod uh, Facebook.com slash MMMMPod or heck just give me a call call my <laughs> number you've got my number yeah. you know me uh, Nick what are we seeing next week uh, next week I believe is Atomic Blonde starring Charlie's Charlie's Theron and uh, uh, what's the other guy's name McAvoy James. 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 Back boy, boy. James. Yeah. Uh, I'm not looking forward to it. Yeah, you're not. I know this. I think you might be. I'm looking forward to it. It looks awesome. It yeah. looks like the man <laughs> from Uncle with Charlie Stern. The, 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 the lady from Ant. Hey, I didn't see that movie, so I can't. Don't understand the reference. <laughs> okay. It's a good one. It looks like. It's, it's a good reference. It looks like. Kind of James Bondish, but a little more. Isn't Bond-ish that how they're like James advertising? Is like the female James Bond. Yeah, it's like a Jason Bourne James Bond, but like no, a little no, more. It's, it's a little kind more of corny like... to me, and it's just another movie where I'm not going to understand anything <laughs> you're saying. <laughs> um, so. All right, on that, I'm going to give it a uh, predict a four out of ten. I thought you might go four. Yeah, it's still pretty conservative. Yeah. I never really touched the, uh, except for Christopher Nolan movie, apparently, but yeah. I never really touched the outer ends of, sure. uh, of the scale. Like, it's tough to get a one or a two or a three out of it. Yeah, and I don't want to give things even nines or tens. What did I give Apes? A three? I don't remember. I think yeah. I might have given Apes a three. I think that was only just to be nice to Mickey. Sorry, Mickey. <laughs> oh, yeah, I gave it a four. Too. Shout out to Mickey. I was convinced a little bit. But, uh... <laughs> Atomic Blonde, what do you got? Atomic Blonde, I'm going to give it a f- six. Oh, wow. Cool. I think that's high. I think I'm going to end up dropping it, which I'll probably regret giving it a six. But it looks good. I mean, I, I don't know. I like it. The trailers are exciting. Um, the... The mummy. The mummy's in it. <laughs> Super excited to see her. Um, that was You great. did say in the mummy episode that you would watch anything with her in it. I did, so. and I'm excited to see her again. <laughs> yeah, please talk about that. I will <laughs> talk about that. Uh, I'm looking forward to talking about that. analysis on it. What do yeah. you, are you going to see it, Alex? Uh, 
I was thinking about it. I was interested by the trailer. Like, what's your prediction? Six, solid six maybe. Looked like it could be like have some good action scenes maybe. Yeah. And it looks like it's shot interest interestingly like different. The trailer has that uh, like weird Kanye uh, remix or oh, yeah. mashup. I actually don't like when they do that. To be honest. You could just play that song. Yeah. It would have been just as intense. I liked. I like that he had any Kanye at all in it. Yeah, I do like that they're using more Yeezys. Just the the trailer's edited really well. Yeah, it is. The whole the trailer is like nonstop action. Yeah, and it's then all of a sudden it's just like oh my or uh, Macklemore's like oh my god I think I'm in love with you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which is great. I don't know. Like everything about that makes it enticing. So if it's as good as the trailer. It's a six. Seems a little above average, but like Nick said, I think I'm gonna have trouble hearing what they're saying. Like, yeah, some I think, captioning. I think it'll for, be a little corny. Yeah. Wait for. Uh, I'm gonna need to watch some Top Gear and <laughs> brush up on my English accents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's some Grand Tour now. Finally, follow those guys. Uh, well, great. Thanks yeah. for joining us, Kukas. Thanks for having us. For having yeah. me. Hello. Thanks for coming. Come back anytime. Thank you. Absolutely. For all those good movies. Yeah. Yeah. Good ones. Make movies good. You've got the Midas touch. Yeah. <laughs> Um, thanks for coming listeners munchers we'll see you next week love you munchers I'm Nick Owen Michael Brown see you later